Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome, welcome back. back to Forward Farming. It's been a week. Oh <laughs> gosh. Yeah, at least you have a, you have a good excuse <laughs> to be tired. <laughs> So, uh, I'm glad you're going to be doing a lot of the talking tonight because I think I just need to sit and <laughs> sit and just chill for a minute. <laughs> I so, like your sweatshirt. What is it? Thank you. It say? <laughs> it just says whoosh. That's a lot of ages. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit ton of ages. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's officially sweatshirt right. weather here. Yeah. It was pretty, like, it got kind of warm in the middle of the day here that I had a t-shirt on, but it cooled off really fast. Yeah, got a little chilly. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Could use a few more warmer ready days. Ready or not. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be in the 70s here next week, so that'll be nice. Can you think of a low? I mean, I know your week's been great, but can you narrow it down? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um... Well, today, our check engine light on our work truck has been coming on and off just randomly. So I took it in to go get it looked at today, and apparently we need a new fuel pump on our truck. So I had to leave it at the repair shop, and um, it's going to be like the coldest night out of the year tonight for us out here. And that's a bummer because my work truck has a spotlight on it that I use when I watch Frost. And so now I'm probably going to have to like hold my phone flashlight out the window and check to make sure oh. the sprinklers are running. <laughs> I feel like that's not going to go well. Don't you uh, get a spotlight for like shine and deer? Um, yes, but I lost the car charger for it. Ah, and without that, that yeah it only lasts like 10 minutes if i use like the high beam setting <laughs> so i might just have to drive around in look the really dark fast. yeah look really fast and just kind of like listen see if i can hear any plugged <laughs> ones so <laughs> that sounds like fun yeah how, how about you what was your low um i get shared two today that just happened today okay. they're not even lows they're just uh like, why am I an adult kind of thing? The one I talked about on Instagram already, I thought Joe had a doctor appointment today. So I left work. I went and picked him up from daycare, woke him up from his nap early, thought my appointment was at two. And I like walked into the hospital and uh, they like stop you and take your temperature and stuff and ask mm-hmm. if you're seen. Like in front of me said he was seeing the same doctor that I was. And I'm like, that's, that's weird. And uh, I didn't think much of it. So then I, we got scanned, we went upstairs. And I was like, that can't be right. So then I looked <laughs> just in case. Nope, sure shit, his appointment's tomorrow. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so thankfully, I mean, it was not too embarrassing because I wasn't actually up at the check-in counter. Like, so no one had to tell me that I was early. <laughs> so I just like pretended that I was doing something on my phone and we booked it out of there. <laughs> and then I was walking down the stairs and the guy that checked us in kind of looked at me weird and I was like, uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. At least Joe won't remember and have to remind you, like, in a couple years from now. Be like, hey, yeah, Ma. how embarrassing his mom is. <laughs> <laughs> My other uh, mishap this morning. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to even say it, but I every time I say so- stories like this, people are like, oh my god, I've done the same thing. So that's why that's why I say it. But uh one of our feed companies that we get feed from calls me and he's like, Hey, um, I just got your check in the mail. I'm like, uh, okay. It's like, did, did you know that you didn't pay the invoice before this one? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I just thought it was kind of weird that you paid like this month, but you didn't pay last month. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I felt like an idiot. He's like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Like, I kind of figured that it must have just like gotten lost in the mail or something. So he told me how much it was and I was like, I will get you a check right away. <laughs> but I was like, that's why I love agriculture because I mean, what other like industries would just call you and be like, uh, hey, 
they'd probably like collect interest from you as long as you could, you know, yeah. without you knowing about it. But yeah, so I uh, wrote that check out earlier today, but <laughs> I'm just a bad adult. <laughs> oh, shoot. So I hope someone can laugh about this. You are, you are not alone. <laughs> no, you're not. That happens all the time. So how about a high? I don't know. This week was a little bit slower. Well, minus a farmer's market. That's kind of a high. I, I love the farmer's market and obviously we'll go more into this this whole episode, but um, it was the last one yesterday and it wasn't super busy, but like sales were awesome, but it's just kind of relieving to be done with it for the year. So mm -hmm. that's my high. I made it. Good. I survived. Me too. I survived the week. We started our early we started our early harvest this week and it only took us three days to get them done, which is nice. But it was so freaking stressful. How many like beds did you do? Um ten, I think. Nine or ten. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. It was it was good though. We got all of our early stuff off and it was good to work the kinks out. On Monday, mm -hmm. I, I worked with my dad, and I did a job that I hadn't done in like 10 years. So it was a little, it wasn't a little stressful. It was super stressful. I, I cried twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was blessed with my father's temper. So it's a very, <laughs> it's a very short temper, but it's really quick. <laughs> like it comes and it goes really fast. And it's just about well, like At least this... he probably knows that. Yeah. Well, I don't know because I don't yeah, he probably does actually. I was gonna say I don't get mad that often, but I do. <laughs> and uh like I was moving ramps for him. He drives the harrow that knocks the cranberries off the vines and I have to move the ramps in a little tractor so he can come in and out of the beds and he's expecting me to go super fast and be like hundred percent accurate all the time and that's not me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. And he, he has like this certain pattern that he goes in. Like he doesn't just like start on the outside and work his way to the middle. He like goes outside to the sides, to the middle, to the outside. And it took me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> and Thanks for the heads up, dad. Yeah. And there was one time when I didn't put it in the corner correctly and I, I got my butt chewed out a little bit and I started crying, <laughs> but I had sunglasses on, so I don't think he saw me. <laughs> and then another time <laughs> I didn't do it in the order that he wanted. And he like called me and just like chewed me out. And then when we finished that bed, he like was continued his little rant and I gave it right back at him. And I know it makes him laugh when I drop an F-bomb every once in a while. <laughs> I did and then he just kind of was like oh geez okay sorry I was like are you kidding me <laughs> but then after that it was great oh, that's awesome so perks of working with family you get to drop f-bombs yeah I can't stay mad at each other for too long <laughs> yeah um so anyway I'm glad that's done and over with and now we have a little bit of a break until we start our normal harvest I think we're starting like the 5th of October so is that like two weeks until then? Uh, gosh, yeah. Just Which about. is nuts. I feel like... Yeah, September has gone so fast. It's already the 17th. That's crazy. It's almost spooky season. <laughs> Your favorite season. It is. Do you have a, a goal for the, for the week? Yeah, I... Recuperate? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm taking a break off of social media for a little while just so I can kind of recharge my batteries a little bit um kind of brainstorm some things to do for harvest like I have a pretty good idea but I just need I need a minute to just <laughs> unleash this stress that is just coming out my eyeballs right now <laughs> and uh drink a few bush lights in the meantime that's my goal sounds good yeah I'm gonna probably just keep sending you snapchats while you're gone though thank you I'll or TikToks it. on Snapchats. <laughs> yeah, she sent me one tonight. As well. <laughs> it was funny. It's about this girl that went <laughs> tubing. 
and she fell off the tube, the, like a water tube, and uh, she was bleeding out her butthole. <laughs> no, I don't think she was bleeding. Oh, oh, I thought she was bleeding. Anyway, she found out she pooped in the <laughs> lake or something because the impact of the water hit her butt so <laughs> It came in like three different chunks and they were all like 10 minutes apart. I couldn't watch it all at once because we have Amish internet and I'm just so frustrated. It was something about the water, like impact was so strong that I, I think she called it a water enema. So anyways... Um, that's, tic- that's our TikTok humor. <laughs> it was funny. I like, I laugh so hard. I don't even send that many TikToks out, but I watch that and I'm like, oh my God, someone else needs to see this. <laughs> oh, thank you for thinking of funny. me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's, right. your, what's your goal? Um, <clears throat> uh, I hate that I always say like organize and get my life together because that's. <laughs> and we were going on like week ten of you saying. <laughs> I think I will change it up, and I we just uh oh I know what my goal is gonna be okay so we just got a um, picnic table from Joy's aunt, um it's like a wooden one with like a metal base and the paint is kind of coming off so I need to oh. power wash it and repaint it. So that will be my goal for the week. I feel like picnic table paint slivers are the ones that always get stuck underneath your fingernails. And have you ever had that experience with like a peeling? No, 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 no. Oh, well, it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I sit at a picnic table where the paint's peeling, I just have to like sit on my hand so I can't touch the paint. That stuff hurts. (laughs) Okay, so I won't touch it before I power wash it. Or just wear gloves or something, just uh, giving you a heads up. Yeah, thanks for looking out. Anyway, let's talk right. farmer's yeah, market. Okay. I am yeah. a newbie at this whole thing, so I'm going to be putting you in the hot seat since you are the season pro. And we asked, we asked the audience for some more questions that they had about the farmer's market, so... Why don't you just start off by telling us about your experience, how you got started, how many you do, what you sell, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I feel like a guest. Um, Okay, so um, we started out, we were just raising steers at our house. Um, So we kind of just... We've got some buildings and we wanted to just start fixing them up, but it's hard to do that when you're not like getting any cash flow going through. Um, So we started raising steers to kind of generate that. And then, um, so I milk around Swiss at my job and I started bringing our bull calves home and we finished one out one year and we're like, wow, this was really good. Like it's really good meat. So we kind of started raising them for our friends and family, uh, just selling them by like quarters and halves and stuff. And then I've always wanted to go to the farmer's market just because it's weird because I don't even like talking to people or like strangers or anything, (laughs) but I just like the idea of like being a farmer at the farmer's market. You're kind of just getting to talk to consumers and stuff. I think that's really neat. Um, So I've had the idea in my head for a while and last year I was like, okay, we're gonna process some of this for the farmer's market. I'm gonna go. And, um, so yeah, I kind of just had to step out of my comfort zone and do it. Um, so I applied for two farmer's markets. Um, I think in the winter time I applied for them. The one, uh, was in Dubuque, shall not be named, but it was, uh, it was one night a, a month. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to commit to an every Saturday thing my first year because one, we didn't have that much product and two, like that's a lot of commitment every single Saturday morning and stuff. And I can't, you know, with the kids and then working some Saturdays, like I just didn't want to make that commitment. So, uh, the first one was one night a month and, um, I applied for it. I was so excited, but as I was filling out the application, 
it was like asking me all these questions about like if I use GMO feed and if I am grass fed and organic and uh, you know all the terms and I have nothing against anyone that that raises animals for that there's markets for everything but we prefer gr our grain-fed beef that's what we do we don't have the the resources to do only pasture um, our cattle get hay just like everyone else but they get corn on top of that to supplement their feed so uh, I applied for that we talked back and forth the people seemed like they were open to it at first um, and then once I kind of explained like GMOs and why it wasn't a big deal and stuff they just they straight up ghosted me they didn't respond anymore so I was like what all right this is going yeah it was I just I was yeah I was kind of bummed but I was like okay if they don't want me that's fine so then I also applied to Cuba City Farmers Market um, which was also one afternoon a month like from 4 to 7 p.m. Um, and that one welcomed me with open arms <laughs> um, so I'm really glad it was I mean it was the perfect first year for me it was a smaller market not a huge amount of time um, the people were all really nice the guy that runs it is he's such a nice guy he stops by when you get there and to say hi and like thank you for coming he comes by throughout asking how things are going and then before you leave he's there saying goodbye to you so uh it was a really fun fun time for me um it was nerve-wracking too though like just i don't know i was always by myself at the farmer's market so i was kind of on my own joey was always at work so i was like loading everything getting everything ready by myself and then talking to people by myself <laughs> and uh yeah, so the farmer's markets are done now. Um, we still will be selling um, like beef cuts throughout the year and stuff. And then next year, we'll probably go back to Cuba City. And I don't, I guess I don't know if we're going to go anywhere else because it, it was a lot more work than I thought it would be, honestly, <laughs> even though it was only once a month. So that's kind of the lowdown of it. See, you think that talking to people is the most stressful part, but like to me, when I hear that, if I'm by myself, all that change that I have to count back to people when they pay me is a part that stresses me out about those kind of situations, unless you have like a credit card reader or something, but something about counting change is just- No, I don't. I can't do that math on top, I'm like on my feet. I, I am money dumb in that sense. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't lie I am too okay so while we're talking about pricing pricing itself was the hardest thing I still am not sure on pricing like knowing what your product cost it's really hard with beef to begin with because it's such a long time before you see any return from them like you put so much feed into them and we raise them from babies so we've got the milk replacer and we've got all the grain the hay the bedding you know, if they ever needed treated, which thankfully is not often. Um, it's just, a, it's a lot to figure out your cost of production. And then it's like, you kind of need to make a little bit of money for doing it, but then you don't want it to be too high where people are turned off by it and stuff like that was, that was probably the most stressful thing. Um, but I, so for pricing, we, we did it per pound. And then I kind of weighed all of our packages, like when we got them and wrote that down. But honestly, at the farmer's market, if there was something that was like two pounds and a quarter pound or 2.25 pounds, whatever, I just rounded it down to two pounds because I was like, if I do that, I'm going to have to get like change. And I, I didn't want to deal with that. Like I made it as easy as possible, Good. Um, which actually, I mean, it helped a lot. So I think in the end, it all kind of evens out. But yeah, I was like, I'm not doing like, oh, you owe me twelve dollars and thirty two cents like that no I wouldn't have been able to do that <laughs> so when you signed up for the farmer's market did you pay you have to pay to get like a booth right or like pay to get a spot yeah did you yeah, pay so for, like the whole season or was it just like pay as you go kind of thing or pay when you can come I yeah I did um Cuba City was pretty great like if you could pay by by each time or you could pay at the beginning and uh, I don't know, you saved like 10 bucks or something by doing that. Cuba City was very reasonably priced, um, probably because it's a little bit smaller. You know, the Dubuque market, um, 
was pretty expensive to go to. Um, and that one was also like, you couldn't miss more than two markets or you weren't able to go. Like if you couldn't commit to all of them, you, you couldn't even go at all. Um, so I think it just depends on the market. <laughs> you know, how, the bigger it is, the more they're going to make you pay to go. Cause obviously you're going to get more consumers coming through and stuff, but yeah, I just, I paid up front for it. Um, it was really reasonable to do. So it was a no brainer for me. What all did you sell at your booth? Um, so I sold chicken eggs when I had them and the past couple times I haven't had many cause my chickens are jerks right now. Um, <laughs> but, um, other than that, I sold, excuse me, all of our brown Swiss beef. Um, so we, the first one that we butchered for it, we did a quarter of it and we did, um, a few snack sticks and then just steaks and roast and your normal cuts and a snack stick sold out so fast. I don't remember how many I got the first time, but it, it wasn't very many and I probably should have known better. <laughs> um, we sold a decent amount of steaks, um, not so much on the roast, but it was summer. So mm -hmm. I, that was just another learning experience for me. And then the next one that we did, we got a ton of uh, sticks, ground beef and um, summer sausage. And yeah, the sticks and the summer sausage sold really fast. The ground beef, I mean, you can't even keep it. Ground beef goes so fast. Um, so it, yeah, it's been a learning experience too of what people are going to buy, when they're going to buy it. Because this last market yesterday, I sold uh, probably, uh, mostly roasts yesterday because, it, you know, it's getting cooler. It's getting to be crockpot season. So people wanted roasts. And um, so, yeah, it was it kind of varied each month to month, like what I would actually sell, but sticks were definitely the most popular thing to sell just because they're easy. They're fairly cheap and they're delicious. I feel like that's such a Wisconsin thing. Oh, it's getting to be crockpot season. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? That's funny because we just broke Every ours out. We broke ours out <laughs> last night and did a roast. <laughs> did you put cream cheese in it? No, no. Wow. All right. Well, I'm out. It was nice talking to you. <laughs> I'm Everyone that bought one last night, they were like telling me how they were going to make it. I'm like, hey, you need to try this. Put a stick of butter in, put your roast in, give it a couple hours, put some cream and mushroom in, mushroom and onions, and a thing of cream cheese. It'll change your life. Interesting. I'll have to try that. You probably don't need a whole stick of butter, but YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll have to try that. Interesting. Cream cheese makes everything better. Can you uh, be sponsored by a food product? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last Yesterday was Dan's first time doing a roast in a crock pot, and I told him to get, like, um... A Lipton's uh, French onion soup mix because that's what I usually put oh, okay. in with my roast and he didn't get that and he was at Walmart because that's all we have out here and the only <laughs> roast that they had was like um, one that came packed with like potatoes and carrots already and it came with a seasoning oh packet. I didn't know they did that yeah I didn't either um, so it, it he read the instructions and it said just to throw it in the crock pot for 10 hours with everything in it, carrots and potatoes. Oh, <laughs> so he for turned, 10 hours. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it came with a seasoning packet and he just threw that seasoning packet in. And so we didn't get home last night until like six, six thirty, And it was actually a pretty good roast. I was surprised like consistency wise, I don't know, whatever, but it had no flavor. So I put mustard on it on a piece of bread and <laughs> yellow mustard it's new yellow mustard not the fancy like a TikTok mustard. trend <laughs> not the spicy not the spicy mustard. brown mustard just good old frenches <laughs> i love that you know exactly what we're talking about here <laughs> uh, 
Oh. Well, hey, at least it was edible. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if I was just that hungry that it was good or if it was just good. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to questions. Boring. Um, <laughs> what made you want well, to sell? So. Oh, sorry. What made you want no, to sell want meat? To... God damn it. <laughs> All together, Amber. <laughs> what made you want to sell meat at a farmer's market other than for extra money? <laughs> extra money. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Did you make a profit off of this? Is yeah. that too nosy of a question? Can I? No. Can I be honest? Because I, I, I honestly do not know. It has been, (laughs) I'm okay. I'm sure we did. I don't know if it's been substantial, but for us, we, every dollar that we get, we put right back into the farm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, uh, maybe when we do taxes, we'll kind of get a better understanding of that, but yeah, we get money from selling things and we buy more calves or buy feed with it. Like, it's just, it's a continuous process. So, I mean, theoretically, yes, we are making some money because we're, we're still here. We're still doing it. Um, but yeah, it's, that's been one of my things I've been trying to figure out is like average cost of production. And then if our prices are in the correct ballpark, um, cause when I made them, I kind of just went by what stuff, like I, I literally <laughs> looked up every store around us. Um, there was a couple of Facebook pages, like where people sell beef and stuff. And I, I'm not going to lie. I Facebook stocked them and I kind of figured out what their prices were so that we were kind of all in the same ballpark and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to think that we are hopefully making something <laughs> and not going to go broke doing this, but, uh, um, going to the farmer's market, back to the question, uh, the, the number one reason was just talking with consumers uh, as a dairy farmer, I love the fact that I sell my brown Swiss beef because everyone, when I advertise, I advertise that it's brown Swiss beef. And then people are like, why brown Swiss? What's a brown Swiss? And then I can kind of tie it back into dairy farming where I'm like, well, I actually milk brown Swiss cows. Um, so I take their bull calves and make them or, uh, you know, raise them and then get them into beef. Um, and I'm able to explain like, how in a lot of places they're a dual purpose breed where they're a little bit leaner than an Angus, but they've still got great marbling, um, you know, a lot more marbling than a Holstein or other dairy breed would be. So talking to consumers is probably the number one reason that I went. I didn't, it wasn't really about the money at all. Um, obviously it would have sucked to not like sell anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, if it was, if it was about the money, I would have gone to a bigger market or you know, I would have gone to more markets and stuff, but definitely not about that because I've got enough on my plate. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of the cool thing that I like about farmer's market is having that accessibility to talk to the farmers directly. So if you do ever have questions about where your food is coming from, you can just Mm -hmm. go straight to the source. Like I had no idea what the difference between like brown Swiss beef and just like regular angus beef was until i talked to you like i didn't even know that was an option so i think that's really cool um did you feel like a lot of people came up to you and like had genuine conversations or were they just there to be like okay i want snack sticks or i want i just want whatever you have i don't care about it um a lot of people had conversations um if they were like, re- like I had a couple repeat customers at the end. And so they just came up and told me what they wanted. Um, I think in our community where we're pretty rural, where people aren't like wanting all these fancy terms, you know, they just want, they want to know that their food is safe. And yes, I'm not saying like that grocery store food is not safe because it, it completely is. I mean, the food in our country is safer than probably any other country. Our food supply is amazing. Uh, so I take nothing away from that, but to be able to connect with them on a one-on-one level like that, um, and to answer any questions that they have is kind of neat. And since it was a smaller market and everyone's from around that area, 
um, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, where do you guys live? And I could just tell them, you know, the road that we live on and stuff. And then they're like, oh, yeah, like, I know exactly where that is. So it kind of just puts a, a face to, the, to your farmer. And, the, you know, some of them probably drive by our place all the time. They had no idea that we were here. But, hey, here we are. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I got anyone that like asked me if it was organic or anything like that. I've had that on Facebook, but not at the market. Yeah, we, I've said this before, we have a big cranberry festival every year and our family sells fresh fruit out at our marsh and we get a bunch of people stopping out and for them to just kind of like see where the product is coming from and to just have that understanding and that connection with their food. Mm-hmm that they're buying, I think is a really unique experience. I mean, especially for us, because we're so rural, we don't have farmer's markets like you big city folk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's the first time I've ever been called that. (laughs) So like all of our food comes from like Walmart. That's literally what we have. Um, Unless we want to go like an hour away and then there's like a really wimpy farmer's market. But um, I think just building that relationship with a consumer is such a huge, huge mm-hmm. deal. And it makes them appreciate what they're buying so much more. And it makes, yeah. I, th- I think it makes a bigger impact when they use that food too. Definitely, and they have, yeah. then they have like that story to tell, be like, oh yeah, I met this really awesome farmer who told me all about her beef and like how this was, how this cow was raised and like the difference between this and that. And I think that's just a really cool bond that that we create when we are able to talk like face to face with our consumers. So you can, I mean, like you can, you can do a little bit of that over social media, but it's completely different when you are able to go face to face with someone and just like read, read them a little bit more and just like build that personal connection that hopefully they'll, they'll keep with them. So cool. Yeah. One Um, thing I didn't even mention, um, in the beginning, and I know it's probably a question too, but like the licensing and insurance stuff that I needed, mm-hmm. I forgot to even mention that. So <laughs> when I <laughs> when I uh, decided that we would kind of go, I mean, we still sell by the quarter and half when we have that availability. Um, but when we decided to sell by the cut and get it processed into different things. Um, I actually, I just emailed our like Wisconsin Department of Agriculture. Um, I filled out like a form cause I had, I had no idea what I needed when I needed for it. I mean, I knew I needed some sort of license and stuff. Um, and so I emailed someone and like everyone that I talked to with the Department of Ag was amazing he sent me exactly what forms I needed to fill out. He told me like what I needed to put in each, each section. Um, so he was great. So we did have to get a, um, permit or a license. I don't know what you want to call it, um, for like a mobile retail license sort of thing. Um, not as a processor, but for food sales. Uh, so we did that. That's like a yearly thing. And then they come, um, to your farm and, they check to make sure you have to have a separate freezer for all your food items and you've got to have a thermometer in that freezer and it's got to be in like a clean area. Um, but I don't think it can be in your house is the only thing. Um, but then also when you get your meat processed, you have to have a special label on it. That's got your farm name. It's got your address and it's got like all the ingredients in it. Um, so our, we go through Avon in Darlington and they were really great about it. They've got other customers that sell at farmer's markets and stuff too. So they helped us make our label, um, to get all that done. And then for insurance purposes, um, it's just, it's like a liability coverage sort of thing, just in case, God forbid anyone were to ever get sick. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that, I just, again, I called them and I was like, here's what I'm doing. I don't know what I need. Uh, can you help me out? (laughs) And, and, uh, I mean, they're great. They, they know what they're doing. I, I, you know, I didn't go to school to sell insurance, but they sure know how to. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's a liability thing. It kind of goes based off of like how much you're selling per year 
you know, with how much liability insurance that you need. But those are two things that are kind of non-negotiable if you're going to sell beef. Um, if you are just selling quarters or halves off of your farm, you don't need any of that um, because technically you're selling a live animal to someone and then it's going to the processor. So once it's at the processor, it's not your problem anymore in the easiest terms. Um, so then you don't really need the insurance or the permit to sell that. Um, but then the other big thing, you have to get your meat processed at a USDA inspected plant. And around here, we are really lucky. We've got many to choose from. I know in other places they have to drive hours to even get to a USDA inspected plant, which is, that kind of sucks. That sucks a lot. And I, I feel bad for people, um, especially now with COVID, everyone kind of wants to buy local and stuff. And it's, it's hard when you don't have a USDA inspected plant, but that was another big thing. I think that was the only re requirements for getting that license, but yeah, definitely probably the most important thing. Cause if you don't have it, um, yeah, I guess you could technically still, geez, Amber, turn your phone off. <laughs> I guess you can still technically sell things, but, um, yeah, it's illegal. And then it kind of sucks too, like seeing people selling, like I saw one guy selling ground beef on Facebook and it was like the packaging, you could tell like it wasn't inspected. It was, you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, I made this in my basement. Here you go. And it was like, come on, man, you can't do this that. Is a black bag. <laughs> it was some beef you wanted <laughs> you um I know like <laughs> around here a lot of our um butchers and stuff they got super slammed like as soon as COVID hit like everyone it seemed like was taking all mm -hmm. their meat and they had such a long wait list to get in was that an issue it's like for, a year for you guys yeah like are you able to definitely squeeze in um so we when I first saw that they were booking up, I called and I booked our next four steers. But even then, I mean, our we've got a couple that could probably be ready, um, probably by like November, December. And I called back in April, maybe, and the soonest I could get in was February. Holy so, cow. Um, yeah, so that they're going to be big joke. boys when they go in. Oh. <laughs> holy cow holy cow yeah, so, oh. <laughs> they're gonna be big boys when they go in but um with steers it's not it's not as big of a deal if they go in when they're bigger like they still have great meat I know with pigs if you take them in past their prime I guess they just they pack on a ton of fat mm. which isn't super desirable um so I guess yeah I didn't really even talk about our pigs because we currently are just selling them whole and I think that we'll probably do that for the whole batch that we got because we've had a lot of interest in it um in the future maybe I'll sell by the cut but I don't know if I can sell whole and not have to deal with even more cuts to choose from I'll probably do that so like, they were even like when I got them I I actually called the locker plant before I got the pigs to make sure that I could get a date booked so that like because you know so many people had nowhere to go and then when yeah. the, the plants the big plants started shutting down all the farmers you know the bigger farmers that were selling to these big plants were swamping over the smaller plants so it was kind of uh yeah mm -hmm. but i i haven't called lately to see like how far out their steers are i probably should because i've got some that'll be ready next summer i should probably do that thanks for the reminder <laughs> Add that to your organized list of things to do. <laughs> that can be my new goal. <laughs> so like when you work with um, your butcher and stuff and you are working with your snack sticks, can you kind of work with them on different flavors for your sticks or do they have like a set list? Like here's what you can have, pick and choose what you want. Like if you want yeah, to do like a, a cranberry stick or something, like could you throw that? Would in? that be good? Yeah, actually, it might be. Do a jalapeno cranberry, <gasps> a spicy cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
We should probably just add that joke to our intro. <laughs> so <laughs> they've got a set list. Um, so I think, <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to make a new recipe because the only reason I say this is um, in order to make a new recipe, it has to be approved by the USDA. Um, so or it's either USDA or like Wisconsin Department of Ag. It's got to be approved by the higher ups. <laughs> so um, they have to, when they make a new product, they have to get the ingredient list. They've, I don't, they've, there's a lot of things that they have to do and then they have to send it in and then it's got to be approved before they can sell it retail. So, I mean, that sounds good, but at the moment, I don't think they have a cranberry recipe. Well, so. if they ever have a suggestion box, you know what to do. I, I will put <laughs> <laughs> spicy. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'll try it. So Joey and I like to make, um, we made some venison sticks. Well, we did like half venison, half beef. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will make them myself and then I'll sell them. Well, I can't sell them. I will gift them to you. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> That'll be oh, so good. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> um, let's see, what else do we have? You kind of hit the nail on the head with a lot of these questions. It's like you read them ahead of time or something. It's like I had a question box and I <laughs> yeah. knew exactly what to talk about. <laughs> oh, someone asked what my favorite cut of beef was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my favorite cut of beef. Um, the snack sticks are great, but like my favorite cut is probably the ribeye because mm-hmm. it is mm, 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 mm. so good. You want to share with the people how you cook your ribeyes? Um, actually, lately we've been smoking them. Well, we've been smoking all of our steaks, uh, so we. I season them. Not much. I don't like a lot of seasoning on mine, and they've got such great flavor that they don't need seasoning. Uh, so I usually just put a little bit of seasoning salt and like a no salt steak seasoning. I think that's what it's called. Uh, and then we put them in the smoker at 245 degrees. It takes usually about an hour, depending on the, the thickness of the steak. Um, I've got a little probe in there. I take it off about 135 degrees and then I sear it on our grill. And then, uh, you know, you let it rest for a little bit, but it's delicious. It turns out medium. Mm. No, I want a steak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, one last question that I got that was kind of a big, uh, kind of like, it's an emotional question. Um, Did you cry? I hope not. Uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts and feelings on being an entrepreneur or business owner and having your friends or family not support your business? Find you new ha- friends and family. Do you have family. that right? <laughs> Disown them and start from scratch. <laughs> Move away. No, um, I'm lucky enough. I do not have that. Um, it's, I mean, I'm not going to, like, a lot of it I've had to do myself, but that's, that's my choice, you know. Um, it did kind of suck going to markets alone, I won't lie, because, like, everyone else goes with someone else, and, like, they have someone to talk to the whole time, you know. Uh, so that was kind of, like, <laughs> the worst thing for me, especially when I don't like being around people I don't know to begin with. Um, but everyone in my family was super supportive of it. Um, my sister-in-law and Joey's grandma came to almost every market. Just they would Aww. sit and talk with me for a while. And like Joey's grandma is always like, "Oh, you guys need to buy this beef. It's so good!" Like she was, <laughs> she was my little hype girl. Cute. Um, yeah. So everyone's been really supportive of it. Um, I just, oh, that would really suck if they, if you had friends and family that weren't supportive of it. I guess I would question them on to why, you know, if they, if they don't want you to fail, um, you know, they're just, they're worried about that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, I guess prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do. Yep. 
hammer down and prove them wrong. Yep, or doodle. And then rub it in, rub it in their face. Don't just, you know, don't sugarcoat it. Rub it in their face. <laughs> was that nice? <laughs> that that was perfect. That was much nicer than what I was going to say. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> do you ship the meat sticks? <laughs> I love oh, that. I, I wish I could ship you my sticks. <laughs> um okay so not yet i would love to i i don't think i would go as far as shipping anything besides sticks and summer sausage i think um with with my workload and like the kids and i just i couldn't imagine like there's tons of great people on instagram that can sell boxes of beef and i'm gonna let them do that because they are amazing at it they know what they're doing um i would love to ship sticks and summer sausage like i said um this summer i didn't even attempt it because it's been so hot and i know um poor mary pat and tessa had a heck of a summer trying to sell cheese and stuff so i just mm -hmm. it wasn't worth the risk um i'm thinking I don't have anything set in stone, but I need to get my butt in gear and maybe this winter I'll try something out, but I also need to get more sticks to do that because I don't have very many left. So it's in the year plan, maybe, if there's interest. Um, yeah, I'd like to. It's just, it's a lot, a lot to figure out. Yeah, and I suppose like with the dry ice and everything, because you, you need to keep it cool when you ship the sticks and summer sausage right like yeah. you just can't throw it in a box and go right and i shipped it um so dry ice, dry ice is like a hazardous thing mm -hmm. to ship so that drives the cost up um i shipped once this spring to someone in it uh, i just shipped it in like an insulated mailer with a ice pack and it actually got there just fine it took well, three or four days and it was still it wasn't frozen anymore but it was still cold um but yeah it's just hard because like around here like in wisconsin i could probably ship ground for pretty cheap and have it get to them in a day or two and it'd be fine but like for anyone outside of the midwest it's it's gonna cost a lot to ship and you don't really want that it's it's mostly a cost thing i think holding me back because i'm mm -hmm. like i wouldn't I wouldn't buy sticks and then have to pay like 10 bucks to ship it. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's not worth it in my opinion. So I don't, I think if I can figure out a way to have affordable shipping, then, um, I don't know, I'll get that figured out, but it's just a lot to do. So when you ship the, the sticks and stuff with the ice pack, were they, were the sticks frozen? Yeah. So everything we have is frozen and it, I believe after I, I mean, I talked to my insurance lady and she, that was one of the things that she was like kind of asking about, like, do you keep all everything frozen until you sell it? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think if I had like a farm store or something, I'd be fine to like thaw things out. But I, I just keep everything frozen. Even at the farmer's market, all the sticks are frozen and stuff. They actually thaw out fairly fast. Like if you're going to eat them and stuff, you can keep them at room temperature for 30 minutes and they're not super frozen anymore. Mm. Um, so yeah, shipping frozen with ice pack, which which helps because it can get to you and it doesn't need to be frozen. You know, it just needs to be refrigerated. Whereas like if I were to ship a steak or something, I would want that to arrive frozen. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything you'd like to add before the final question? Oh, um, I guess if you are thinking about doing it, just do it. It's scary and it's I'm not going to say it's not a lot of work because it is a lot of work, but um, just the connections that I made, you know, you can sell on Facebook and online and stuff, but like you said before, it's nothing like those in-person face-to-face connections that you can make, especially with your, like your local community, because they're going to talk, you know, if they have a steak or something and they're like, oh my gosh, that was so good. They're going to tell their friends where they got it and then they're going to come to you Um I know a couple people that bought sticks for me at the market. They uh, the next time they came and they got more, and then 
they had brought someone else up and they're like, this is a girl I was telling you about. Like her sticks are so good. And like, it just made my heart happy. I'm like, you know, I, yeah, like that's the kind of stuff that you're going to get. And obviously if you sell online and stuff, you're going to have loyal customers and you know, if they love you, they're going to share it with your friends, but it's just not the, quite the same as the face to face. So if you want to do it, do it. And if you ever have any questions, I'm definitely not an expert. I should probably made that disclaimer at the beginning. Like this is my first year. So I've definitely learned a lot over the first year. Um, and next year I'll, you know, next year I'll do better and I'll know more and stuff. I'll, I won't be like, what's going on? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll try to help where I can. Good. So you are coming back next year. I think so. At least Cuba city. I don't think I'll do another one. Um, I just, I can't, I didn't realize it'd be, I mean, I knew it'd be a big time commitment, but it's a lot, even though it's only one month a year or wow, one <laughs> night a month. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. Even though it's only one night a month, it's still like a lot that goes into it, you know? So I just, I don't think with like working full time and the kids and stuff, I'd be able to swing more than one this year. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of hoping to add shipping in too because we'll have more to sell next year so if I can kind of find another avenue to sell sticks and stuff um without necessarily having to like go to another farmer's market that'd be pretty ideal uh last question what is your biggest pet peeve about market customers I think anyone that questions my pricing or tells me it's too expensive. Um, I didn't have that much, but I, I know at one point when I had eggs, I, um, I was selling them for $3 a dozen and that's pretty much what a lot of people around our area sell them for. Um, I know you can go to the store when they're on sale and get them for 99 cents, but uh, I don't know, our cost of production for the eggs doesn't go down because a store is having a sale. Like, we're still feeding them and, you know, whatever. So this guy walks by and he's like, $3? Man, those must be really organic eggs. And I was like, nope, they're not. And he just kind of looked at me. He's like, that's really expensive for eggs. And I'm like, sorry, you feel that way. Like, move along. <laughs> I just, like, thankfully no one said anything to me about the beef. I mean, maybe they thought it in their head. I don't know, but I don't think a lot of people realize the amount of money that goes into raising animals. Um, you know, maybe they don't think of it. And it's, I, it's weird because I don't look at meat prices in the store very often. Um, but when we were coming up with their prices, I looked at every single store and yeah, I don't have great sales like they can have, but our prices were pretty comparable, you know, any other time of the year. And even with our ground beef, we had always had it at the same price. Um, And with COVID happening, I saw it up to $8 in the store a pound. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's insane. And we have always had ours at $4 a pound. And I had one person that got some and uh, they asked the price. I told them, they're like, wow, well, I guess, you know, since it's, good local beef will pay that. And I'm like, where else are you going to go right now and buy ground beef for $4 yeah. a pound? Like, <laughs> I, I haven't, I've seen it advertised last week, actually. I don't remember what store it was for like three fifty a pound. But still, still. I was, like, it's just, and, it, and then it makes you question everything. Like, gosh, am I too expensive? Like, does everyone think this? Or this, this just goes back to pricing being the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, me as like a beef consumer, I would be willing to pay more if I knew the farmer, if I knew where my beef was coming from, if I was supporting someone in my community rather yeah. than just like some Joe Schmo at Walmart. <laughs> Not there's anything it, wrong with Walmart beef again, but yeah, you, it, know. you know, yeah, it's still coming from family farms, but at the same time, their cost of production is a lot lower than mine because they're running thousands of animals. Um, you know, they're getting a mass produced and stuff. And I just don't have that. I don't, I can't buy that much bulk feed at one time. You know, I can't, 
I'm only one person, so we don't, you know, it's just, it's, it's always more expensive for the small time farmer, which is why it's so hard to be a small time farmer. Right. Well, I'm super impressed with what you're doing. It's super cool. Thank you. I loved hearing about this. I learned a lot. I'm glad you're going to go back next year, hopefully. Yeah, I think once I got the first year down, it was the first market. I oh my, I was just like, why am I here? I want to go home. Like I was terrified, but I, everyone at the market is just there. Everyone was so nice that it was like, oh, okay. It's <laughs> not I so scary. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Going out into the big world. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, but I mean, if anyone has any questions that I didn't answer, I I mean, I feel like we got to all the ones that were asked, but yeah, um, I'll help where I can. And like I said, I'm not an expert and everything I said was for Wisconsin. Um, I'm sure all these licenses and, you know, everything's going to change state to state. So if you're not in Wisconsin, uh, check with your state, check with your <laughs> Department of Agriculture. <laughs> oh. I'm sure they've got similar things in place, but probably not the same. Good. Um, well, I think we got another review this week. Ooh. Um, it says, just the best with a five-star rating. And can I just throw out that someone, you pointed this out to me earlier, someone, <laughs> some little lint liquor gave us a two-star rating and wasn't brave enough to leave us a review. I would like to know, thank you for not giving us one star, by the way, but two stars is just so weird. It's like we're not even halfway good. We're just like a step above being poor. And I want to know why. So if you are the kind lit liquor that gave us two stars, please let us know why it was two stars and not three or five. Um, but this kind person left us a five-star review and they said, we're just the best. Um, I look forward to this podcast so much. I just love you gals. Aw. I'm learning so much about cranberry and dairy farming all while getting a good laugh in. This neighboring Iowan crop farmer just loves the state of Wisconsin as well. So it's also fun to hear about the state. Keep it up, gals. Cute. Oh, man. Sorry, you're from Iowa. But thank you for, for loving us. Oh, shoot. You know what? We got two reviews this week. And I'm going to read the second one because I'm doing this yeah. just because Becca told me to. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I listen every week. It's my favorite podcast. The Trials of Kids, Cows, and Cranberries makes me laugh every time I tune in. Thank you guys for making Tuesday a little easier. Katrina at Wisconsin Beef Girl. Well, thank you guys. We appreciate that. And if you would like to leave us yeah, not a two-star two-star review. <laughs> yeah. If you would no. like to leave us a five-star review, heck, even a four-star review is better than two stars. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating. I just wish they would have left a like a thumbs down emoji yeah. or like you, you, an angry emoji, something like, are you from I, Illinois? Tell what? us why. Did you not oh, like the episodes with Joey and Dan? Like, do you need to take that one? Too? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was probably one of our most liked ones, unfortunately. <laughs> Don't tell the guys that, but yeah, uh, no, if you, it goes back to, if you have constructive criticism, we're here for it. Don't just leave us a, a review, a two-star, or I should say rating, and then not tell us why. Because then we're going to we get upset. We just want to be loved. And we're going to keep calling you We're going to bitch liquor. about you. <laughs> but if you leave us some, uh, what's the word? If you leave us, like, constructive criticism, we'll yeah. talk it out. And I'll call you by your real name and not a cootie queen and a lint liquor. <laughs> uh, all right. So... I mean, I think by now you guys should probably be following our Instagram and Facebook page uh, at Forward Farming Podcast. If you're not, go check us out. It's pretty fun. Yeah, and check out our, our that page is probably not that fun. No. Check out our uh, personal Instagrams. Those are more fun. Uh, at Cranberry Chats and at Farming with the Hillbies. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, thanks uh, for tuning in and 
I hope you guys learned something and go on TikTok to find that uh, water in the TikTok. The water in the butthole. <laughs> the more you know. Be careful if you're out on the river this weekend. Well, until next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.